Mark chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 21. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And we'll, we'll stop at, at verse 34. Amen. A lot of reading, but good reading. Good reading. Mark chapter 5, 21. And when Jesus was passed over by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there come one of the rulers of his synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. And when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude throng in thee, and, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, thank you for the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Father, we all have issues. Yes, Lord. It may not be the issue of blood, but we all have issues, Father God, and we need a touch from you today, Father God. We need strength from you today. We need peace and joy. And we need the same mercy you showed this woman, Father God. We need it. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name for your power and your grace and your love. Amen. 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 What, a, what a wonderful story. And I, I told you I was coming back to it because it was just... The two just ran together and we're talking about having these encounters with the Lord, having these having these moments where where we have these difficult times and we bring our difficult times to the master. This woman in, in, in Mark in, in verse 26, it says she has suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had. And was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Rather grew worse. And, and, and we know when we say it, it's common that we say it here. Sin will always take you further than you plan on going and keep you there longer than you plan on staying and cost you more than you planned on spending. So her issue was she had a blood disease. She had a what they called a bloody Flux, F, uh, F-L-U-X, and, and it was a condition where she just bled continually, continuously. Could have been, a, could have been a, some type of cancer in those days, but it was an issue. We have issues today that will drain us, and this issue, this issue drained her of all her finances. The Bible says... And was nothing better. Think about some of the things that 
our society, some of the things in our society that will drain us. We think of, uh, quickly, we think of drug addiction. We think of alcohol. We think of gambling. We think of food. We think of food. I remember working and every day I would watch, I would watch my coworkers order food, order food. And, 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 and a lot of times I'd be there $15, $20 a day, every day. Some folks have credit card addictions. How about that? Anybody, anybody, anybody with a credit card addiction? Just buying stuff. Just buying stuff. She had, she had a issue of blood. And let me talk about this. Let me talk about this issue. And, and, and we, we, we're so blessed in this country. We have, we have science. We have medicine. We have Walgreens and Rite Aids. We have antibiotics. And we got all kinds of stuff that can help, help us. How many know in, in that day they didn't have medicine? A lot of what a lot of what they would have to deal with if you had this kind of illness was was really superstitions. It was like charms and, and you had to do crazy stuff. Here's what here's what historians say this woman would have spent all her money on going to these doctors, okay? And they would they would say to him and they would say the remedy for a female hemorrhaging. It says, let them dig seven ditches in which, in, 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 in which let them burn some cuttings of vines under four years old. So they would go and they would cut down these vines and they might have superstitiously had healing effects to them. Okay, we, we know this because some of our parents came from the south. Okay, and and they came up in a time where there wasn't medicine. And how many of us have grandmothers and, and mothers would tell you, you know, take this and take this and all kind of different concoctions. I think we grew up in a time where castor oil. Oh, yeah. That was a hill off. That was some nasty stuff. But anytime we got sick, then castor oil, spoonful of it, and you just close your eyes till you get it down. But here, this woman, here's what they would tell her to do. Let them dig seven ditches. So she would dig seven ditches or have somebody come in and dig them for her. And, and they, would, they would take these vines uh, and, and then it says, put them in the ditches. And let her take in her hand a cup of wine and let them lead her away from this ditch and make her sit over that. So she had this bloody flux. And they would go ditch to ditch, and she would sit over the ditch. Watch, this is crazy now. Okay? That's all they had. Then they said, let them remove her from that ditch and sit over another ditch. And at the each removal, she must say, arise, thy flux. Didn't work. Didn't work. She was right for the pickings. She was a perfect candidate for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. She was a suffering woman, an abused woman, a broken woman, a, a woman getting worse. See, sometimes, sometimes we need to hit rock bottom. Sometimes we need to hit rock bottom. Before we're ready for God to come in and, and move on our lives and move on our lives. And, 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 and God will. God will. I was thinking about, I was thinking about Job and, 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 and I was thinking about Satan. We talked about a little bit on Wednesday. And, and, and Satan showed up. Satan showed up. And he couldn't get, he couldn't get Job. He couldn't get Job. And, 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 and Satan accused God of, of having a hedge around him. Okay. So in, in, in Job 2 and 1, God, God said, listen, listen, let me touch his body and he'll curse you to your face. What was, what was Satan thinking about? Think about life that we live. And, 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 and we see it in the medical field. We see what people are doing today. They're doing everything they can to make this body Wonderful to make it beautiful or to make it last forever. You know, it ain't gonna last forever. 
It ain't gonna last forever. You can eat all the, you know, I'm I'm eating uh, dried beet chips, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I went to White House Farm and bought all that stuff. And I can eat all that stuff all I want. You know what? It's a, it's a pointed on the man. What? Once to die, and after that, the judgment. You know, I was I was looking at stuff, and I, you know, y'all know how I study. Y'all know how I read. You, you know the 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 top four surgeries. Now think about this woman and keep it in context. This woman is 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 getting worse. She's done everything she could. Think about us today. Think about us today. How many know what the top four surgeries are in America? I'm talking about what do they call them when you want to you want to make yourself more beautiful? Yeah, you know surgeries like that the insurers don't pay for. <laughs> Breast augmentation, liposuction, nose reshaping is number three. Think about that. Nose reshaping. Folks, folks, you know, folks are suffering and, and can't find insurance, can't find health care, but there's folks out there that is, that's got enough money to get new nose at a nose job. Here's one. Eyelid surgery. Tummy tuck and facelift. Job said, talking to God, or Satan said, talking to God, he said, skin for skin. Yea, all that a man have, he will give for his life. This woman is a walking, uh, a walking illustration that she gave all she could. She gave all she could. Listen, she was right where God wanted her to be. Let me, let me, let me, let me read this scripture because it's fascinating to this story. Paul wrote in Ephesians. He says, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Amen. He said, where in time past, you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to the power that now work in the children of disobedience, among whom we all had our conversation time past in the lust of the lust of the flesh and fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But then he he says this magnificent verse. And, 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 and I read all that to say this because this is what God did for this woman. She had a but God moment. When all, when all was going wrong, when nothing else, she had nothing else to offer. And then Paul writes this, but God, who is rich in mercy. How about that? Who is rich in mercy. The Bible says, the Bible says in, in verse 27, I'm going to go verse by verse through this. When she heard of Jesus. How about that? That's a game changer. When she heard of Jesus. How about that? When she heard of Jesus, how did she hear of Jesus? Now we're in Mark chapter five. Think about Mark chapter five. Think about, think about some of the miracles that happened in Mark. Okay. So she heard about Jesus. Now in Mark 123, there's a story of a man that was in a synagogue and, and the Bible said he had an unclean spirit. Okay. And Jesus cast that unclean spirit out of that man. And it says in, in verse 28, and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around about Galilee. In Mark 1 and 40, we talked about this one. This was the first one of the first stories that we told in this series or sermons. He says, and there came a leper. Beseeching him and kneeling down to him. And I'm going to talk about how this woman found out because she's going to find out about Jesus the same way folks that are lost today will find out about Jesus. Okay. Somebody going to tell her. We have a responsibility as believers in Jesus Christ to go out into a lost world and tell these folks about Jesus. We don't know what the issues might be. But rest assured, you, you can't talk to Anybody that don't have issues. Amen. Okay? I don't care how how they may be thinking they got it all together. They may think you they may look like they got it all together. 
Let me tell you something. They got issues. Okay? They got issues. In the, in the very fact that they're not talking to you about Jesus means they got an issue with Jesus. Because everybody that knows Jesus, everybody who's been touched by his, by his healing hand and has been saved by his healing word, we need to be telling people about Jesus. We, we can't keep it to ourselves. If something truly has happened to us, we ought to be just like this leper. I don't, you know, Jesus told the leper not to tell anybody. Y'all know how that went, Mark 1.40. Watch. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was clean. And he straightly charged him, and for, for which sent him away, and said unto him, See that thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. You know what that, you know what that leper said? Oh, I, I got to tell somebody, this is just too good. This is just too good to be true. And he went out, verse 45, and he began to publish it much and to blaze about the matter in so much that Jesus couldn't go, couldn't no more openly enter the city. He was a trailblazer. He was a trailblazer. Let me tell you something. When God, when God works in your heart and works in your life, you want to tell somebody about Jesus. You just, you just can't. Jeremiah or Jeremiah, was it Jeremiah? It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. Okay, I got to tell somebody about Jesus. That ought to be, that, that ought to be, that ought to be something that we think about every day. Okay. Now, I, you know, you can say, well, Pastor, you, you know, you know, you do the chaplain thing. You go into the hospital. You get it. You know, it's easy for you. We all have opportunities. We said it this morning. How does God speak to people? How does God speak to lost souls? Think about it. God speaks to lost souls three ways. And, and I believe the number one way is, is not the Bible, even though the Bible is a way. But the number one way God speaks to people is through people. People. Okay? Now there's opportunities. You know, I sit here and think, so, you know, I've heard Christine say her son is, has, has been delivered. He's been healed. He's been, he's, he's doing better. Marcus, Marcus, I, I gotta say, the man, the man know the Lord. That's my, always my first question. Somebody, somebody going through. Somebody is close to leaving here. Does he know the Lord? Yeah, he know him. Okay. And you get to talk to your sisters and your sisters get to share with all her friends and everybody that may be calling and saying, you know, I'm, I'm just praying for you. You know, I know your husband is sick, you know, and your sister gets an opportunity to say, he OK. He's leaving here, but he's leaving here knowing the Lord. See, that's a that's a testimony. Amen. That's a testimony I, I noticed the absence of it. I noticed the absence of it all the time. Folks leaving here and and, and I got to ask. I gotta ask, does he know the Lord? Well, uh, you know, well, you know, I mean, they, he went to church every once in a while. He you know, went to church when he's a little kid. This is what I hear, because I'm gonna ask you. If I come in there and you dying, and I'm, you, and I'm gonna say, man, does he know Jesus Christ as Lord? And say, well, you know, he, not really. You know, we want church people. That's what I hear. Know what I want to hear? Tell you what I want to hear. Okay. I want to hear, yeah, he fought the good fight. He fought the good fight. He, he finished his course. He kept the faith. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. When I hear it, I had a man, I had a man this week, went and talked to him, and 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 I man, I started talking to him, and he just lit up. I started quoting scriptures to him. I started going John 3, 16, John, John 14, 1 through 6. And he was just, Amen, brother, Amen. He died last night. He died last night. And, and, and he said, I'm good. He said, I'm good. They said, you know, he's surrounded by his loved ones. They said, the chaplain is here, the chaplain's here. And, and he said, and he said, I'm good. I say you you believe John three sixteen you you believe John three sixteen you believe God died for your sins and rose from the grave yes I do you know who that is a blessing to you know who else is comforted by him knowing that the family the family is comforted we got work to do we got work to do.
We got work to do. This woman, this woman heard about Jesus. I like that. She heard about Jesus. Listen, she, listen. How does faith come? By hearing. She heard about Jesus. The Bible said, so faith didn't come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She heard about Jesus. Okay? She heard something good about Jesus. Maybe she heard, you know, he healing lepers. Okay? Now, if I'm sick, and if I'm sick and I'm dying, or I got something that's killing me, and somebody said, well, you know, he healed the lepers. He healed Simon's, Simon's mother-in-law. Okay? He straightened out the man who had a withered hand. He straightened his hand out. And they brought all, the Bible says, and they brought all the people around Jesus. And the Bible said he healed them all. He healed them all. See, see we, we got some folks out here today saying, you know, we got a healing service. Ain't nobody getting healed. And that's a bad message. Amen. That's a bad testimony because when God showed up and, and everybody they brought, the Bible said he healed them all. That's deep. That's deep. He, he, nobody went home not healed. Okay? Everybody was healed. Here's another story that she might have heard because this happened in Mark 2. Because I asked her, what did this woman hear? Because what she heard, we need to hear. What she heard, our children need to hear. What she heard, our cousins need to hear. What she heard, the, the folks at the gym need to hear. What she heard, the folks at the post office need to hear. What she heard, she heard a life-changing message. Here's a story. Mark 2.1. Now, this, you know, this, this is one of the first sermons that I preached here. It says, and again, he entered at Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. We can text folks today. When they say he was noisy, that he was in the house, what that meant was folks went around, hey, Jesus is in the house. There wasn't nobody texting. They didn't even have, they didn't even have uh, uh, any type of system where they could talk to people in, in groups like we do today. They had to go from person to person to person to person. Okay? And watch this, what happens. And straightway, Many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. How about that? Amen. How about that? Okay. Folks gathered. They gathered today. They said, man, we having a good time. You know, we got, we got the choir be banging. No, no, no. You know, you want to hear, you want to hear, you want to hear, you want to hear a good song. Okay. Y'all sang good this morning. Our little group sang good this morning. I like that. Okay. Yeah, we sang good this morning. When we all get to heaven. I mean, y'all was on that. Okay. God was pleased. Okay. But you know what he's most pleased about? When his word is being preached. Because see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when these folks, when these folks left these encounters with Jesus, when they left meeting with Jesus and seeing Jesus back up his preaching with miracles, you know what they was, the Bible says, and they were amazed. And they were amazed. They were astonished. And they went out and talked about it. Okay? When blind Bartimaeus was healed and he received his sight, the Bible says, and he followed Jesus. The lunatic, the lunatic, when he was healed and delivered from his mental illness, okay, the Bible said he went out to ten cities. He went out to Decapolis and preached the gospel. Jesus told him to what? Go home and preach to your family. Tell them what? What good things God has done. You know, and, and you know, sometimes you got to tell your family one time, two times, three times, four. You got to keep telling them over and over and over. And then you got to back it up. Then you got to back it up with a line that that legitimizes what you're telling them. So you can tell somebody all day, and they see you acting a fool. They be like, "Well, let me say something. We are commanded. That's our next series. When I get done with this series here." I'm going right into the commands of God. I'm going to preach. I might preach for the rest of the year about the commands of God. Because God has told us to do some things. 
Okay? God, God's word. People, you know, love, 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 love. I hear that. You're not a loving preacher. I'm the most loving preacher that you will ever meet. Okay? I am the epitome of love. And Christine know that. She said, my pastor in love. He's a loving pastor. You know, I might not get that out of Sylvia. But uh, I get it out of Christine. <laughs> okay? Okay, but we are commanded to believe in the power of God. Think about that. Think about that. Some of us are struggling. Some of us have issues because we not tapped into the commandments of God. Okay. I sit here and I sit here. I listen. I listen. I'm listening to Margaret, my brother-in-law, my favorite brother-in-law, my sister. I mean, that's, that's some painful stuff. I done been through it. I done buried some sister-in-laws. Okay. Just watching Cindy, watching, watching the pain and what she was going through bearing her sister. I know what you're feeling. But I wasn't worried about Cindy because I know she got that word in her. And that word gives us strength when we mourn. I mean, the Bible don't tell us not to mourn. Amen. But it says there's a way we ought to mourn. Okay? We, are not, we ought not mourn how? As the, as the world mourn. Okay? See, the world more, they don't, they don't know where their loved one going. They're going to jump in the casket with them. Because they, they don't know what's happening. <laughs> they don't know what's going on because they're they not filled with the spirit of God and the power of God. When our loved ones die, when our loved ones die, when I sit here and bury my father, I was comfortable with him. I know he knew something. Amen. I know he was saved. I know he knew the Lord. Okay? No one worried. One, bearing loved ones that don't know the Lord. We are commanded to we are commanded to love the Lord. We are commanded to believe in the power of God. Let me give you a couple of verses. Here's first John 3:23. Watch, watch what John is saying. He said, This is, and this is his commandment. John said, This is Jesus' commandment. This is God's commandment. What? That we should believe on the name of, the, of his son, Jesus Christ. How about that? 1 John 3 23. We are commanded. This is a command. This is a command. So, see, so, sometimes we don't look at the scriptures as, a, as, as commanding, but the word of God is commanding. It's dogmatic. John 14, 1. This is a command. Now, you might have you've heard this, this verse hundreds of times, but have you ever thought of it as a command? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me? That's a command. Can't believe in God and not believe in me. That's deep. Amen. That's a command. Let, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's one, you pray for your sister who's going through. Because Satan will use, Satan will use grief to attack you with. He'll use grief to, to destroy you if he can. There's, there's folks, I know folks that, that, are, that are still not right. Because a loved one died 20, 30 years ago. Still not right. Mad at God. I'm mad at God. Verse 28. For she said, here's this woman. She heard about Jesus. She heard about his power. Okay. <laughs> she didn't need to see it. She ain't seen none of this. She just heard about it. Okay? She heard about it. See, many folks have never come to the Lord because they want to see something. They got to see something first. Okay? Don't work like that. She said, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Now, that's a fascinating verse. A lot of folks won't. A lot of folks will never come to the Lord, and not a lot of folks will never touch the Lord because, see, they got to tell somebody. 
they got to, you know, they got to have, they, you know, no, no. She talked to herself. She said to herself, one translation said, she spoke to herself. Okay? See, so sometimes, sometimes loved ones and friends can get in the way. Amen. Okay? Amen. Now, imagine she talking to some, some of her unsaved friends or, you know, well, I, didn't, I heard about this Jesus. Oh, girl, get on with that Jesus stuff. I heard people, I, I heard people being healed just by his touch. Listen, she said, I, all I got to do is touch him. I can be saying, girl, go on with that. She talked to herself. She, for she said, if I may touch, but it's close. What kind of faith is that? What kind of faith is that? Faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Somebody told, somebody came to this woman and said, listen. If you just work your way through the crowd, if you if you just touch them, I believe. That's deep. Man, you're having them kind of friends around you. Somebody coming to you, somebody coming to you with, with, a, with a word from God, so powerful, so amazing, so incredible to say to you, this is all you got to do is touch his clothes. In faith. Because Jesus, a whole lot of people are touching him. A whole lot of people was touching Jesus that day. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. listen, listen. She said, and I shall be whole. Verse 28. Verse 29. Watch, watch. And straightway. And straightway. Now she done worked her way through the crowd and she done touched this man's clothes. She done touched the king of kings and the Lord of lords clothes. She done touched his clothes. She done touched his clothes. And straightway. Immediately, that word straightway me immediately the fountain of her blood was dry up. Okay? It just stopped. Now I ain't a woman. Okay? I, if you look at my head this later on today, I was shaving and, and, and I had a scab and, 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 and I hit my blade with it and, and I you, you already know. When you shave and when you shave and you hit a scab it, with that blade, it's just a smooth and but you know that water get on it and it gets to burning a little bit, okay. But you know when it dried up, you know once I, once you know once I got out of the shower and I looked at it, it wasn't that bad. It had it had healed. It had healed. It wasn't that bad. But I knew I had hit it. I knew there was a problem up there. Watch this. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. Okay. Have I ever told y'all a story? When I was working, when I was working in the prison, I was working in the prison, and I told y'all I had the women's, I had the women. They put me over all the women. I had about 500 women to supervise. That, that was that was that was daunting. Daunting. Women, women ain't fun. Trying to supervise them, okay? So I think women can't be supervised, but that's just another story for another day. But I'm supervising these 500 women. I had one woman, one woman, she had an issue of blood, and, and she would talk to me all the time, and she was a very charming lady, and, but she was, you could see her just whittling away. I think when she came into the prison system, she probably weighed 160, 170, but, but the blood issue she had, and it couldn't, you know, it couldn't get her out. She she come out. When am I going to go to the doctor? When am I going to go to the hospital? And it's hard. It's hard to go to the hospital when you're in jail, okay? And this blood was just wearing her out, and she was down to probably like a hundred pounds before we got her to the doctor. And then once she got to the hospital, and everything like got cleared up. She had some kind of surgery, and and you could see her fullness came back, okay? So here's this woman. She was her and, and, and she was drying up, okay? She was dying. She was dying. And straightway after she touched his clothes, how about that? Her blood was dried up. That means it stopped. Stopped. And the Bible says something unique. And she felt in her body. And she felt in her body that she was healed. You, you, have, you ever have, think about it, you ever have a common cold and, and you know the day that it broke? You just start feeling better. Okay. Maybe, maybe that last cough up of mucus, and that was the one. Spit that out, and that was it. It's over with. You felt your body was healed. Watch what it says. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Thank you, Lord. 
Got stuck on that word. I got stuck on that word plague. What's that word plague mean to us? To our thinking, it means something that everybody gets. You know, we think about the bubonic plague. We think about what's happening now, the plague. That's not, that's not the biblical explanation of this plague. The biblical explanation of this plague is an ailment or sickness or affliction that regularly strikes an individual again and again. It is a reoccurring condition that is not serious enough to kill, but continually keeps the individual sick and miserable. You ever, you ever talk to people who have migraine headaches? Okay, they don't, you know, they not, you don't have them every day, but they... When you have them, they they bad. Okay, so so she was healed of this plague. This is where it gets interesting. This is an interesting story because I want y'all to really bear down and see if you can stay with me. Verse thirty in Jesus. How about that? Immediately knowing in himself, <laughs> immediately knowing himself that virtue had gone out of him. Turn him about in the press and say it. Watch what he says, because it coincides with what she did. But Jesus said, who touched my clothes? I like that rendition. Rendition. Because I think the other ones, one of the other ones said, who touched me? But Mark, Mark, Mark is to the common man. Mark is making it, keeping it real. Mark said, who touched my clothes? Jesus knew somebody had touched him intentionally with a purpose of being healed. Okay? It, it, it wasn't like everybody else touching him. Uh, I, I, I have all kind of fascinating stories. Said you remember my boy Ozzy? Ozzy? That was my dude, Ozzy. But, you know, when God took away golf from me, when God told me I can't golf no more, ooh, sometimes I still get upset, but I ain't golfed. Me and Ozzy was tight. That was, that was my dude. Okay? And Ozzy and I would travel, and we went to we went to Columbus to Dublin, and we went to the Memorial Golf Tournament. And 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 I love me some Tiger, man. I love me some Tiger, man. I put my Tiger stuff on, Tiger Nike hat. I had the Tiger shoes, but I, I ain't love him nearly like Ozzy did. Okay, Ozzy loved Tiger. So we down there at the Memorial Golf Tournament in Dublin. We like the only two brothers there. And we standing outside the ropes, and, and we up on the rope, here come Tiger. You know, Tiger was bad back then. You know, Tiger. And, 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 and Ozzy said, Tiger, Tiger! And Tiger walked over and dapped him up. And Ozzy looked at him. I don't think. It was the craziest thing. And he looked at me. He like, Tiger, dap me up. Tiger, dap me up. Okay. It was just something about the touch. I mean, Tiger back then, then, Tiger was in his heyday. I mean, he was on top of the world, okay? And it was just, a, I just thought about that when I was reading this. I just share stuff with y'all. And so, so Jesus, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Something had left out of him, okay? I, I've had, I, I, and I'm not going to go that far, but I've talked to people. Have y'all ever been... And I know we have on Wednesday nights, on Sunday morning, we open up the scriptures. And, and have you ever felt the power of God coming through the words that we study and coming through the coming through the lesson? Amen. And we, we, we haven't studied this stuff. I always talk about Ann because Ann come up with some stuff that she never, she wasn't even on her mind when she came to Bible study. She was going to talk about this today. But, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, virtue or the power of God is in us. And then we start inter, inter, interacting with each other. It'll leave us. And I'll talk to some of you guys. And I can feel the power of God in our conversations. This woman touched Jesus. And, and it was a, I like to say, a tactical touch. You know, I don't say tactical touch. I like to use a little military words. You know, a little military word. Tactical means it was planned. It was planned. Okay, she had carefully planned. She said to herself, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. What kind of faith is that? That's some kind of faith. Oh, that's some kind of faith. It was calculated. It was planned. It gets, it gets better. 
Because in, in verse 31, watch, his disciples said unto him, Jesus tried to find out who touched him. He knew who touched him. You know, he's all knowing. Don't think, no, I mean, he's trying to get, he's trying to, he's trying to teach a lesson to the disciples and to this woman. And he's, he knows who touched him. Okay? How do I know that? Because he's omniscient. He knows everything. So he wasn't asking, like, who touched me? He wanted the disciples to know that somebody touched him with the touch of faith and took virtue out of him. Okay? See, we can come to Jesus and we're not ready. See, some, some, some of us come to Jesus and we want him to touch us, but we don't want what that touch is going to do. Okay? We just want to be healed. See? This is what the thief on the cross said. You know, save yourself and us too. He didn't, want, he didn't want what came with it. He just wanted the blessing from it. He, he, he asked the disciples, who touched me? He says, the disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? Okay. Let me give you Luke. Luke said it like this in Luke 8.45. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter, and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? Somebody touched me. And he looked around, verse 32, and he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Uh-oh. Is she in trouble? She could be. If he was a, if he was just a regular guy, if he was just a regular rabbi, because the Jewish law said an unclean person can't touch a Jewish rabbi, or that rabbi would become unclean. Remember the Samaritan story? They wouldn't go near the dead person or the dying person because they didn't want to be defiled. But he wasn't dealing with that kind of God. Jesus wasn't a local rabbi. Okay, verse thirty-three. This is good. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's Philippians 2.12. That's just a sidebar to where this lesson is taking me. Verse 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, Knowing what was done to her, knowing that her blood had dried up and the plague was over and that she was healed, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Let me tell you something. Remember when I first started this sermon? Back in those days, all medicine was, 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 was superstition charms and stuff. Jesus wanted her to give a testimony of what had happened to her, not for him, but for her. He did not want her to go away from this situation thinking that something something super superstition had happened or something charming. He wanted to know, he wanted her to know for sure that she had came in contact with the living God. Okay? And one of his names is what? He's a healer. Okay, she didn't want him to forget that he she ever had an encounter with the Lord. Think about David. Think about David writing a song. Now you you guys know this one because I I know you guys. Okay, I've been with you guys going on a long time. Okay, so certain verses when I think about them, I think about you guys. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Watch this now. And forget not all his benefits. Now, listen, again, when we start talking about commands, that's a command. God is commanding us not to forget Amen. what he's done for us. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we can get like that. Sometimes we can get, we can get off on, on our own little thing and we forget. What God has done for us. So we can start, oh, my elbow broke. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Listen, you could have fell on your head. Be like the, the Saget man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, I, I, see, I, see, Cindy can't even go there with me. I just say, listen, listen, you could have fell, did more damage. I, that's just me. She cool. Okay. Don't worry about, you know, your elbow's going to be all right. 
Bless the Lord. Then it was just broke a little bit. Oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Let me, let me give you a couple more verses because y'all like this. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Come on now. Let me, let me read that again. He forgiveth all thy iniquities. Let me tell you what that means. The ones in the past, the ones we're going to do today, and the ones we're going to do next week or later on today. Okay. All depends. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you, and I ain't going to even go there. I ain't going to go there. I don't know who y'all, who y'all cheer for today. Okay. They may lose and you may cuss the TV out or something. I don't know. But he'll forgive you for that. Amen. Amen. He, he see, he forgive you of all thy iniquities. I mean, all mean all. Not some. There is a sin you can commit that he won't forgive you of. Now, there's a sin you may commit that the judge won't forgive you of. Okay? And you can be locked up for the rest of your life, but God will still forgive you. And when you leave that prison, whether you leave to go home or go to heaven, guess what? You're still in good hands with God. That's deep. Who redeemeth us, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I'll just keep going with that. But the woman, the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what she had, what was done in her, came and fell down and told him all the truth. Let me tell you something. Work on your testimony. Work on your testimony. Okay. So, so anybody, any, I, I got my resume online. I got my resume on Indeed. You know, and every time I, every time I do something or take a class or something, I'll add it and build that resume up, you know, just in case. You know, I might want another job with a hospice organization or y'all may get mad at me and y'all may want a woman preacher or somebody who go run around the church and say, we want to we want to change direction. We don't want no old school preacher like you preaching out of King James Bible. Now. And I may have to look for another place to preach. Here's my point. Work on your testimony. You don't you don't want to have a whole dried up testimony from, well, you know, 50 years ago. When I got saved, no, you need to have a fresh testimony. The Bible says our, our, our testimonies are what? New every day. You want to be able to tell somebody what God has done for you yesterday. Think about that. Think about You ought to have a testimony for what God has done for you yesterday. See, it's, it's, a, it's a continual thing. You want to be able to, you're going to meet people all the time. All the time. Hurting folks. Folks is hurting. We live in a world of hurt. We live in a world of hurt. And what God has done for you, he can do for others. He's just a good God. Think about what he said. Now here's Jesus at the sheep table in the testimony. She gave it in front of all the people. All the people. And, and see, we, we can't be shy about this. We serve a God. Just be good to us. And we ought to be able to stand on his word and stand on our testimony. And our testimony ought to give God glory. And we ought to be able to share it with everybody. God did not want this woman to walk away thinking she got something for free. So many people like that. See, see, sir, there's so many people that come to God and they get a blessing and they leave and they don't tell nobody. That, you know, and then, then they go right on back into the world. Uh-huh. Okay. God help me in this situation. God help them and they and, and they gone. Don't see them no more. Okay. Oh God, my, my my cousin, you know, he's sick. He he got he got bad this, bad that, you know. I, you know, you pray for him and then they call you back. He's doing better now. Back to drinking. Back to running the streets. Back to living a crazy life. This woman was changed forever. Amen. This woman was changed forever. How do I know that? Watch what Jesus says to her. And he said unto her, verse 34. Daughter. Most theologians say she was not even a Jewish girl. Most people say she was a heathen. Okay. But she came to Jesus with faith. With faith. faith, Okay. And she touched his clothes with faith. And she was healed with faith. And she gave a testimony of God's goodness in faith, and Jesus said unto her, Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. How about that? Go in peace. 
Behold of the plague. Me, Jesus was giving her assurance that that plague is never coming back. Okay, you never, you know, you know, you go to a faith healer today, and they're gonna send you to Walgreens. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, you know, my back, or you know, uh, you know, here, you, 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 ain't nobody getting healed like that today. Take this pill. Take that. Jesus didn't give her a prescription. When she left Jesus' presence, he said to her, "Thy faith have made thee whole. Whole, whole means that that thing is gone." Go in peace, go in peace, and be whole of the plague. Listen, we got issues. My loved ones got issues. Everybody got issues. Amen. Okay? Now, I hope y'all don't think y'all look it up here. Amanda don't have issues. I got issues. Pray for me. Okay? Pray that my faith would increase. Okay? Pray that I would grow in godliness. Pray that, pray that I would grow and grow and grow and be stronger and stronger and stronger. We all got to do that. Pray for Margaret. Pray for pray for for Christine's son. Pray for Sydney's elbow. Pray for pray for Ann and and all the craziness under her roof at times. I keep it real. Pray for me and Cindy and all the craziness that's under our roof. Sylvia, Jeremy, and Vaughn. Pray for Vaughn's son. He don't go to church. Pray for all of us who got kids that don't even come to church. Amen. Just think where they at spiritually. Amen. Seriously. They don't even think about going to church. Pray for them. And if you see them, talk to them. That's one of Ann's kids. That's one of Sylvia's kids. Talk to them. Reinforce what Sylvia been trying to tell them or reinforce what I be. Then listen, talk to them. You all see Ray? Don't let him just run in, run in and out of here. Talk to him. Hey, Ray, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Touch us. Yes, Lord. Give us the faith to touch you. Because we all need something. None of us got it all together, Father God, and we got to come to you and come to you with a touch. If we could just touch his clothes, we'll be healed of our plagues. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.